Good morning everybody again and welcome to Talk of Our Shire on behalf of the Donnybrook Chamber of Commerce and Industry. Did I say bailing up as well? You didn't, Don. You didn't. There you go. Bad boy. And uh, But um, Donnybrook Chamber of Commerce and Industry represents small businesses. The community of small businesses in our, our region is what it's all, all about. And um, one of the... Uh, long-term members of the chamber is Western Tourist Radio and um, so for this exercise I decided to Google Western Tourist Radio and see what comes up which I did and what comes up pretty much is Barry Green. Pops up all over the place doesn't it? And uh, very quickly as you scroll through page after page um, we get to learn that Barry Green is is um, kind of everywhere man although there's a common link to everything that you're involved with which comes back to my um, take on it was it comes back to community you might uh, some people on have referred to you as a radio personality um, a community advocate ad- activist a communitypreneur yeah, yeah I like that I like the sort of um the, the uh, what's the word, social entrepreneur or something like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of your absolute claims of uniqueness is your style of interviewing. And um, I have previously listened to your interviews with all sorts of people, celebrities to uh, small business people, people who are passionate about various um, causes. Um, and one of the wonderful things about your style of interviewing is that people very quickly relax and um, and you are unlike professional interviewers um, it's not all about you in fact that's the, the big thing about your interview style I think you know it's a it's about storytelling and sort of I guess you know Western Tourist Radio. There's a lot of confusion between Tourist Radio and Community Radio. And Community Radio can only be operated by an incorporated body, and uh, not for profit organisations. Western Tourist Radio is a private business, proprietary limited company. We own Elpon licences, low power open narrowcast, which broadcast on 87.6 FM in East Perth, Bunbury, Bustleton, Dunsborough, Kawaramup, and Augusta. And uh, these stations have a limited range. That's just how it is. They're designed to, you know, provide an alternative sort of programming. And the, the programs on all of them are a, are a repeating loop. That's the, the, the license requirement. But I've always seen that um, the storytelling is important and Tourist Radio is about providing a voice for community and small business. It's not available for big business to tell their stories. And uh, while the the radio sides, you know, the limitation is the limited range and also the fact that a lot of other 87.6s are owned by other services, predominantly Christian broadcasters, so that does create some confusion. But the fact that we can take the same program content and put it on SoundCloud and on podcast, I think sort of changes the ball game. And um, previous life I was in commercial television as a technician and, you know, that medium became the the, the domain of big business and what I'm endeavouring to do with Tourist Radio is to create a platform that's a, a voice for community and small business. The easy listening of um, going onto SoundCloud via Western Tourist Radio's website um, is the time capsule effect of all the interviews that you've conducted. It must be getting close to 
over hundreds. Oh, there's hundreds there. And then going back sort of five or six years now, when we first started, you know, I had people make programs and they did a great job. But uh, then I figured, well, you know, with the change of technology, um, I could afford to record stuff and uh, and and turns out I'm, I like to think I'm a good storyteller. It's not me telling the story. It's why I, I edit other people's story. And, and, you know, people joke about the Slim Dusty thing in my show, but, you know, Slim was a storyteller. Yep. And, and he built a career out of telling Australian stories in song. And from a tourism point of view, it's those unique stories that... Uh, make an area interesting and you know i've never understood why anybody would travel the world eating something like kansas fried cat um you know it's it's unique cafes and eateries and and such like that uh, make the tourism experience worthwhile and it doesn't take long into the easy listening i say easy listening because you tap into soundcloud in one of your interviews and then they just all flow they start to flow and and you can you know i suddenly found that um uh, over an hour had gone by and there had been an array of interviews that just all flowed together yet I could remember each individual interview and um, the one that really stuck in my mind which I thought in, re- in regard to this interview I would refer- remind you of because she sort of said a couple of things in there that go to the heart of what you're all about I thought um, and that was the interview with Gina Williams well, I, I, I'm, I'm rapt that you mentioned that because um, I, I worked with Gina at GWN TV. Uh, she was worked on Milbindi, and she subsequently released the first Noongar language CD. And in that interview, I sort of, came, just in, in the process of interviewing Gina, I came to realise how their culture has been passed down through storytelling. And in our culture, the storytelling's to a fair degree, being taken over by the advertising executives of the major corporations. And, you know, things are changing so fast, we're flip-flopping all over the place. And I'm, I'm posting more of the older interviews to SoundCloud because, you know, we need to look at what we were thinking about three or four years ago to, because that helps to moderate what we're thinking about now because we're in this really frantic period of history at the moment. And, uh, yeah, so this is why, you know, I think Tourist Radio as a place to play. I think community radio is absolutely vital. I don't see them as, com- as, as competing. You know, like the interview I did about uh, the uh, uh, Nightingale, the musical that went to air on Donnybrook Community Radio, that went to air every four hours on Bunbury Tourist Radio. And that's where I see the tours complementary. And I think with the community radio stations, we need to work with other community stations to encourage people to support Listen to community radio, sponsor local community radio, because any advertising spent on community radio and tourist radio stays in the community. Any advertising spent on Facebook goes overseas and on the, you know, the mainstream commercial media, that money all goes out of the district as well. Absolutely. And with the combination of technologies like you referred to with the podcasting and the, and the sound clouds and, the, and the so, so on, um, those moments of gold when you're talking to people... Um, are captured forever and um, and so it's an important thing that you do and what people probably don't realize with all that kind of um, spirit that you're enhancing through your interviews um, and, and and sort of showcasing that every one of your interviews it 
gets to the heart of what motivates people to do what they do. And that, in a way, is very inspiring to the listener. And, um, and so that is a really powerful uh, value that you create. However, the fact re- the, what people probably don't realise is that um, you do this self-funded. You don't actually make this money out of this. Uh, Western Tourist Radio does, um, it promotes WA businesses and places and people for a, a low annual fee, yeah. but th- that's not what you're about. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a private company. It's not a not-for-profit. It's actually been a not-profit, which has <laughs> been a bit of an issue. But, um, you know, you, you've got to believe something. But what you say about the, the, the people I talk to, they're all passionate about what they're doing. And if people are passionate about it, they don't need a scriptwriter. And I think that's the, the authenticity that comes out of it. So Beautiful. I guess maybe I've been prattling on for a bit of a while. Maybe you should go to some music, Don, and, and come back after that. And thank you, Billy Martin. We're back uh, turning the tables again this morning with Barry uh, being interviewed by me, Don. Um, normally Barry's doing the interviewing, which he does uh, extremely, extremely well, and so um, I'm sort of paling to ins- insignificance. But one of the things I've always always thought in the back of my mind if uh, listening to your interviews of people and being able to flesh out so much of, of the spirit of what they're about, uh, I, I, I thought to myself, it would be really interesting listening to an interview of you interviewing yourself. And... Just imagine you were interviewing yourself, Barry. Um, what would be the first question? Well, they say talking to yourself is the first sign of madness. Don't they? <laughs> well, <there laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I guess um, there's uh, you know the, the things that are, that's been obvious to me, but hasn't been obvious to other people. I guess is the, the combination of the radio and the website side of things, and you know I, I sort of see. What what I love about the internet is it's it is providing a free exchange of ideas and information. And while there's some some bad stuff on it, what I've always believed is as long as I'm allowed to have a website and you're allowed to have a website, and I promote what you're doing and you promote what I'm doing, there's uh, this opportunity for for local networks to build up. And that's what Farms Day West has been about. That's what PetFriendlyWA.com.au is about. That's what I've endeavoured to do with HarvestHighway.com.au and and Harvest Highway was an incorporated body with uh, considerable government funding in the early uh, 2000s to promote tourism and producers along the southwestern highway and byways. And like most things the government funds, it sort of fizzled out when the money ran out. And I sort of took over the web address and uh, we've acquired the business name. And while I'm a radio tech and an organic farmer, I'm sort of haven't done a real good job at selling but the point is the website's still there and it's providing a connectivity up and down the highway and uh, I I sort of see it as being part of this grassroots bottom-up change that the internet's facilitating so you know our farm stay has gone really well over the last few years and we're not part of any government funded uh, tourism things because we can create our own networks and I think um, that's important and that's what I was quite inspired by the town team movement meeting last night that it's all about grassroots bottom-up sort of stuff that the internet allows you to do by the very action of having your own website and using it to promote other things so the baronia farm website 
on the diary of a week's day, links to various other attractions and things to do around around Donnybrook because we can. You know, we don't make money out of it, but but we can do it, and that's yeah. what the internet facilitates. Yeah, cooperative um, community type co uh, co promotion. Yep. At the end of the day, at all, everybody benefits by being part of of a. Com- Community is about cooperation, not competition. You know, competition policy is all well and good, and competition's good. But, you know, um, we've got a competition policy that's allowed two companies to dominate retail in Australia. I think it, it does leave something to be desired. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, what's exciting in Donnybrook is, you know, we've got young people setting up businesses like Bryn at the Butchers and, uh, and you know, other small businesses in town and using using social media, but their, their own website as well. And social media, is, of course, is powerful, but I still tell you to people, your own website is king because you've, you've got sort of control over that. Use social media by all means, but remember, if you're providing so- content on social media, you're providing content for those big online sites to sell advertising against. Uh, you, you are the product. One of the really powerful things happening at the moment, thanks to COVID, actually, is, um, well, our Premier basically shutting down Western Australia for everybody's sort of protection, um, is that uh, we've seen an overwhelming, almost overwhelming um, flood of pe- uh, people from the, escaping the city to come to the regions and uh, explore their own state rather than going to Bali or wherever else they would go. And so even though it's a little bit overwhelming at the moment, what is going to come out of that and is actually happening very quickly, we're seeing all sorts of new products yep. and and, yep. and things coming out of the woodwork, um, boutique-type yep. style, um, organic-type um, businesses rising up, yep. uh, which in turn is is fueling a kind of word of mouth back to the to the uh, the, the big smoke yep. um, that people can actually come down and not only uh, enjoy getting away from the city into the into amongst the trees and so on, but also meeting people who are actually producing their food and providing the basics of what in the city we tend to forget. I think, you know, people forget that food's the basis of our civilization and uh, the food's all been managed on the basis of down, down on price. And I think COVID's made people realise, you know, food's important and and uh, and the people that grow it are important. And uh, the whole agri-tourism thing I see is about, you know, connecting farmers and eaters. And, yeah, hmm. and uh, and getting people back to think about what they're eating and um, and think about what they're... Um, what are the what is the reality versus versus the virtual reality that yep. we often live in yep. glossy magazines and that yep. kind of stuff about uh, wineries yep. they come down here for example Donnybrook we've got such an array of fantastic wineries and the, what they produce yep. and they're mums and dads organizations yep. Yep. and people can come down to Donnybrook or yep. anywhere else in the southwest around us and uh, they can actually visit where where the glossy magazine photos actually what they relate to and suddenly you're talking to you know you go to barekas and you're talking to to um, phil phil and yep. his wife yeah kelly kelly yep now these people have won amazing awards and you yep. look around and you think okay so when you're looking at the, the glossy magazine next time uh, you know it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of conf- Upsetting people, I think, because they're starting to realise, hang on, this virtual reality we thought we were in control of, 
they're realising, hang on, <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. Well, thanks for the interview, Don. Uh, that's probably enough of me twattling on for now. So, um, actually, the, and the next interview is with John Stanley at the uh, the Origins Market in Busselton. So this this flows in very well to that. So. Thanks for your time. I urge everybody to have a listen to you and some of your wonderful interviews and have a look at the Western Tourist Radio uh, website as its uh, hub. The, the Western Tourist Radio at the, web, at the moment is 20 years old and looks it. Um, I'm in the process of overhauling that, but uh, it's turning out to be quite an undertaking, but we will get there. Uh, final, Barry, what do you do to keep your energy up, your enthusiasm besides when you talk to people i know that charges your batteries but what what drives you oh well the 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 community radio has been fantastic you know having other people coming on board like yourself and neil and jackie and 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 nate and all this is what i love about this organization yeah fantastic thanks barry